This is Little Sparkle. Welcome, everyone. We all are teachers. We know it's hard to educate our kids and make them face real problems. To put together our strength and give them all our knowledge. My fellow friends, let's talk about it. We are here to talk and make it better. Kids and mental health all matter. Little Sparkle, the podcast for educators. Welcome back to Leave a Little Sparkle. I'm your host, Julie Walker, and I have a very special guest today. Hello, special guest. <laughs> Hello. So... Um, this is Miss Diltz, and she's with me at Jewett School of the Arts, um, and she is our media specialist. What term do you prefer? Because I know you were having this conversation the other day. What, what term do you prefer? I like librarian because, to me, if you say librarian, people understand a little bit better. They're like, okay, they understand what you're doing. What you say media specialist, a lot of people are like, What's, what, <laughs> wow, what is, is that? that? What, you know, what, is, what is your job? So. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I When I was a kid, I always wanted to be a librarian. Yes. And I think I would have a hard time not having the title of librarian if that's where yes. I was. So That was, that was me. <laughs> so welcome. Today we have Hot Topic. Um, I tend to stay away from anything that might be controversial hmm. um, because I never want to ruffle feathers and I think everybody has their own opinions on things. But I am seeing more and more teachers having the same feeling about what we're talking about today. And I felt like it was an important conversation. Um, and so today we're talking, and this is what I've called it. I don't know what other people are calling it, but I'm calling it the Great Florida Book Ban. It has become such a hot topic. So many teachers. I mean, that's why I have stilts on today. I, I put it out there. For anybody who's passionate about it, I know my book, well, I mean, I just said I wanted to be a librarian when I grew up. So my books and my library is something I take great pride it's, in. It's, it's your heart. Yeah. Any, anybody that's, you know, a good, good teacher, mm. librarian, it's, it's your heart. Yeah. It's hard when these are books that, like, you've spent time reading over the years and You've vetted them and you've put them in your classroom because you want to share that love of that story. And now it's not on the list. And, <laughs> oh, yes. And the list is kind of weird. Maybe you can sh shed some light on some stuff for us because um, my first question is, how do we know exactly what books are okay? Because a lot of the teachers are like, I don't know how to find the list. I don't know how to see if my books are okay. Do you have any tips and tricks on that one for us? Though we're being told as if it's in Destiny, which is the current catalog system mm -hmm. that we are using, that, and that it's like if you're an elementary teacher and you look up under elementary schools and you find it, then right now it is considered okay for you to have in your classroom. That's right now. Oh, wow. That's always subject to change at the rate we keep removing books. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if for anybody listening that's not from Polk County, um, and I do have some listeners from out of the area, Ms. Diltz, but okay. anybody listening not from Polk County, what they did was, and correct me if I'm wrong, they sent out a form to parents where parents got to kind of help 
pick and choose what books we keep and which ones we get rid of? Or was it more of a suggestion? It was more of a suggestion and, you know, things that they were passionate about that we not have. Yeah. <laughs> so and I know I know that came out a couple times, right? They did that a couple times. We've had they have had two opportunities, uh, and we will again next school year. Mm. They had two weeks at the beginning of the school year where they could go online. They were given information on how to go online and search our library catalogs for their child's school or schools, Mm -hmm. depending on the case, and see if there were books that they felt their children should not be allowed to read. Mm. We were one of them restricted. So we had that in August, and then again when we came back after Christmas break. So I got to say, I think that's where I find the inconsistencies. Because every school is going to be different on what books they have. Every classroom is going to be different on what books they have. I mean, you're looking at such a vast range yes. of books. So what if one school, no parent brings up that book, but another school of parents like, no, I'm not cool with that. What's the consistency then? All we had to do is if they, they went in, they had to fill out the form in online form anyone forget where it was now it's been a long week yes yes Um, it has anyway they had to fill out the form saying they did not want their child reading these books and then we had to go in retrieve that list Mm. and then we had to put notes in on their child's account saying their child cannot check these particular books out and some of them that was a long list. That was I had some that was like six, eight books. Wow. And uh, so that was not fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess, I, I mean, I'm just, this is where my thought process goes. I was looking through, I was going through Destiny trying to find what books were approved and which ones were okay. And I have um, pretty much the whole collection of Harry Potter, whole collection of <laughs> Percy Jackson, Whole collection of City of Ember. Oh, I'm a, really? I love a good yes. dystopian society. Fantastic you books. know, they are. They take you to a whole other realm. Yes. And I think that's important for these kids. And Absolutely. I'm, we can get into that, you know, in a second. But but then I typed in Beverly Clearly. <laughs> Nothing came up for that one. And I was like, Beverly Clearly. With hers, I b- would say it's because we have to also keep our collections current that if they were published, I think they are currently allowing books up to, uh, not allowing books older than that were published than 2000. Oh, wow. As of our last training. Now, what what's the reasoning behind that other than trying to keep history out of the books? <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. And they just feel that those books are too old. It's like, but... Beverly Cleary is our classic. Yeah, books. classic. That, I mean, that's what they call them. Classics. Yes. Timeless. Timeless. Absolutely. And there, there's nothing wrong with the books. It just, yeah. It's just, it, it, they've decided that no. And, wow. it, and that's actually good that they can, uh, that they've said it that far because at one point we are told for in, in our libraries that we can't have books even that old. We were told like when we were doing the ordering, which is, <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother long, long conversation about how our ordering process has been affected by all this. Mm. We can get into that later. <laughs> but um, we were told we couldn't order books that 
for fiction that were more than five years old. Wow. And it's like, but that, that takes all the, I mean, Harry Potter blew up when yes. I was a kid. I, I'm 32. <laughs> we don't say that too loud. But I mean, I was third grade when I first read a Harry Potter book. So that would have taken that one way out. And kids love those series. Yes, they do. They're, they're still very popular. Yeah. That's crazy to me that that's something that we can be like, no, they just don't get to read it. Because I almost feel like you're you're taking um, generations and you're changing the generations based on what you're allowing them to see. Yes. And I know <laughs> I'm not the only one who feels this way because <laughs> I posted this on Facebook. I was like, so um, who's going to be editing the kids' YouTube channels right. and going through their video games and – I mean, where are we? Where are yes. we with that process? Yes, because the, the books, you know, the books are they feel the books are so evil and that they're giving them the kids the wrong ideas. But you're not monitoring. I had, you're not monitoring what they're doing online. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact that our last book fair that I had elementary age kids, young elementary age kids, buying books about Five Nights at Freddy's. Wow. And that's, if you're not familiar with that, it's a very violent, mm -hmm. inappropriate for young children video game. Yeah. And I had, and I, and I talked to some of the parents. They're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's fine. They play that game. I play it with them. So, how is that it's any like, better? <laughs> Just, yeah, exactly. But wait a minute. They can't read these books, but you're letting them play all this stuff and yeah. have access to all this. And be fine and with it. It's worse. And it's fine. Yeah. No, it's not fine. Right. We've had to be very careful with my son, who's five, um, because he gravitates towards if somebody's watching TV, he goes straight for the TV. If somebody's playing on their phone, he'll go straight for the phone. And so, like, my husband's a video gamer, and we've wanted to, like, expose him, but not right. just let him have free reign. And, I mean, even when we try to, like, watch everything he's watching and see everything he's doing, there's even some times when I'm like, wait a second, this this YouTube video is not okay. Yes. And I'm, I'm having to, like, stop his video and, like, detox him from any electronics at all um, because, you know, they'll be saying stupid or they'll be doing, you know, just mm -hmm. commentaries that aren't needed on top of a video game. And But that's what our kids are listening to yes. every single day, which – those That's of you listening, <laughs> I'm telling you, it is the most frustrating thing that that is what this next generation is exposed to all yes. day long. We, we, how often do we have to take their tablets away mm -hmm. here at school because they're looking at stuff that is not okay? Not okay <laughs> not in not the okay. slightest. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just frustrating. Okay, so... I see you brought some notes with you. Do you want to share some of your feelings and thoughts and maybe some of the things that have been whirling around for you? Because oh. you're in the thick of it. I mean, like, oh, us teachers are having to clean ourselves, but you're having to do an entire haul. <laughs> you want to talk about an entire haul? Let me talk about what I just finished doing, what I've spent the last week doing. Mm. Uh, Monday last week, I received a nine-page Excel spreadsheet list of books that I had to weed from our school library. Wow. A nine page. So that's over 500 books. My volunteers sat there and figured out how many books. And it was over 500 books that I had to remove. Devil's advocate here. Did they give you funding to replace those 500 books? Wow. No. 
Over 500 books. Wow. Um, a lot of the nonfiction was because they are a higher reading level than our school served. It's like, well, so does that mean that just because the book's a 10th or 11th grade reading level, it's nonfiction that... Just, yeah, I mean, when I was in eighth grade, I was reading a at a 12th grade level. Yeah. And it, I would have been bored reading other stuff, but, it, I mean, it was a requirement. It, yes. My lit teacher made me read books. And, and I had to re remove Maze Runner, oh. an entire series for Maze Runner. That was not appro considered appropriate for our age level. Kids love those. Yeah. Wow. But it's it's I can't make sense of it. I mean, I haven't gone back and looked at I If I had wanted to keep... Any of the books, if I had I had the opportunity to challenge them, had I chosen to challenge anything, I had to go back and find a minimum of two professional review, journal reviews, telling and saying, okay, this book shows that it's age appropriate mm -hmm. to be in your school library. One another book that I can't figure out, Frightful's Mountain. I haven't heard of that book. What's that it's about? It's the wheels of my side of the mountains here. Oh. Set. So, and I looked up out of curiosity the reviews on that one. Age appropriate, I said it was okay. The only thing I could figure out on that, maybe somebody else sees something I didn't, but it refers to mating. Mm. The main character is a bird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Frightful is a bird, people. Wow. And that well, was the only thing I could figure out is because it uses the term mating and it's hunting. It's like, well... How many of our students go hunting, you know? Yeah, these are things that they already know about. A lot of our students uh, raise animals, so yeah. they would be aware of what the mating yeah. is. And wow, that's... That was, the only, that was the only thing I could figure out. So what about all your science books? Or I say science books, but I mean like books about animals and books about, you know, like actual scientific type of... If, if, if it was above, if it was on that list, I had to pull it. Wow. And no funding to replace it. Is there a plan in place to get funding? We hopefully will have funding again next year. I had funding. I just spent. We had. We finally, finally, finally got ESSER funds this uh -huh. year. Uh, that was the stuff from back from when COVID hit. We finally uh -huh. got some of that money, and then our just our annual allotment. That, and so I just placed two large book orders back in January, but that was such a different process. Yeah. Uh, every title that I chose to be on one of my lists, I had to read a minimum of two professional journals stating that they were age appropriate for the school, our school population. Once I finally did that, then I had to meet with my library committee my media committee, they had to look over my list and wow. agree or disagree wow. that the books were suitable for us to order. So once again, this is your job. You are a professional. Yes. But your word is not good enough. No. <laughs> wow. Your word is not good enough, not since all this legislation has come down. That's insane. And what's really in, in schools that don't have a certified media specialist, some of the schools only have a, a media para. Right. And they couldn't do, they had to say, okay, well, these are books I kind of am interested in ordering. And then our district media services 
they had to do that ordering for them. Wow. They could not place the order themselves. Wow. And then once we submitted the orders to media services, they then had to present them to the school board for <laughs> further approval. Which is why they wanted you to have a minimum of two so that yeah. they could present it. Right. Wow. And just think of, you know, the head of Stacy Davis here who's done a beautiful job trying to oversee all this stuff. You know, having to go through this, her staff is going to send her on a cruise for, because we got, uh, she was promised a cruise, bless her heart, for having to oversee all of this. All, because wow. all the yeah. Polk County schools, and that's a lot of schools. We're I mean, if district. it's 500 books just from your shelves, I cannot even imagine. We have tons of schools. Yes. Wow. Now, what about schools that only go to fifth grade? So, like, my fifth graders that read on an eighth grade level, they just wouldn't have books to read? They would not have, they would have books, but not not above a fifth grade reading level because that's that school only goes to fifth grade. So okay. you're not allowed to have them. As the ELA teacher, I have a problem with that. Yes. Because if I have gifted kids or kids that are doing well, why am I going to make them read stuff that's only on level? How is that going to push them? It's not. How is that going to make gains? It's, it's not. So it's kind of a catch-22 then yes. because – then what's my score at the end of the year going to look like? Because right. I'm being told, like, my 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 hands are being slapped. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it, you know, takes away the joy. Well, it's like, why do I want to read? The, why, there was the joy in my independent reading, self-selection, if these books are way beneath my level and my interest. Yeah. So is it then going to become like a conversation with the parent where I, like, hand them a list of books that's above level and say – Here's some opportunities for them to go read outside of school. They can get them from the public library. We we can't censor that, but wow, yeah, I, well, yet yeah, we can't censor true. that yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that'll probably come. Yeah. So, and this is this is where I've had a hard time with it because it's taken me years. I mean, years to get together my what little bit of books I do have. Um, nowhere near as many books as you have to deal with, but years and lots of money. And I don't see them doing anything to help us gain a classroom library again. They're taking away your classroom libraries yeah. basically with, cause I, I know a lot of teachers, especially here. I know some here at this school that have just said, forget it. I am not going to spend all that time looking for each book. Yeah. And to see if it's in the system or not, I'm just going to pack it up and take it home. I know, I know several teachers that have done yeah. that and, I, as much as my heart breaks for those, cl those classrooms, because what about days where I'm not here or days where yeah. they can't get in because there's something going on. Yeah. And so that there's no, there's no books in their classroom. Right. So they're out of luck. I know I I've played with the idea of only having class sets of books that I know I'm going to be using throughout the year. That's already on the approved list. Cause they sent it to me. Right. Um, and that just being my library, um, but gosh, that just like just takes the joy out of it. It yes. does. It hurts your heart. And I've told my husband, I said, we need to get some more shelves. I already have two full shelves of books <laughs> at home. I was like, we need to get some more shelves. He's like, why? I said, well, I can't throw these books away. No. I could never bring myself to throw them away. So, um, I'm bringing some books home <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It just, 
I don't know. I'm not the type of person to throw books away. I'm not the type of person like, I don't see a value in this book at all because every book has had a value or it wouldn't have become a seller. It wouldn't have been on the shelves at any point. And I also, and this is where I, I dive into the, what are we teaching our kids? Because when we take certain books off the shelves, I don't know. Do you know the stance on To Kill a Mockingbird? It keeps changing all the time. Yeah, I've, I figured. It, but it used to be high school, and then they moved it to middle school, and I, now I think it's not even... I think it's not on the list. And I will say that's one I read in high school that changed how I thought about people and just humankind. Yes. It was a book that literally gave me empathy for other people, and it broke my heart, you know, how, how the story went. And, and I cannot imagine that now we're not going to be giving our students stuff that's going to make them think. If it's not the way they're, these our legislature and mm-hmm. certain parent groups want their, us to have the kids think, then no. It's, it's, but where does it end? Yeah. Like, cause it's starting with the, our libraries, right. starting with our class libraries. And then the next thing you know, it's going to be, what read aloud, what, what type of books are in our textbooks or, you know, Oh, that, that story might be in there, Bud might, Bud not buddy might be in your textbook, but you can't read it this, this week. So replace it with, you know, Sesame street. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, stop giving, if they, if you don't want your child to read certain books, Mm -hmm. okay, fine. Yeah. That's your prerogative as a parent, but Mm -hmm. Why are you taking away these books from other kids yeah. that might see themselves reflected in these stories? Yeah. That might, hey, this triggers, like you said, empathy mm-hmm. for others. Yeah. Well, and that's why I started the school year with Percy Jackson this year because he's a, a student, dyslexic. Right. Um, I think there's ADHD in there somewhere too, but the kids can relate to him and they can understand like that whole team building process of him and his friends and how they had to handle situations. And I've chose that book to try and build a classroom like community. Right. And because I'm a professional, that's where my thought process went and that's how I chose my book. And it just, it's like, who's going to slap my hand now? Like, am I going to be told I can't read that book again? Am I, is it going to be, because technically that's on the fourth grade list. Right. But it gets the fifth graders attention. It's a great book. It is a great book. I have the whole series. I do too. I read it as an adult that I, it was, I couldn't put it down. It was so great. And I, I just, I love reading and I want my kids to love reading aside from making gains and you know, their data and stuff. That's, we want them to enjoy reading. We want them to have that love. Yeah. Because I just remember curling up with a good book when I was Absolutely. a kid. And my parents never limited what I got to check out. If I would bring something home that they were a little like, mm, I'm not sure, they would check it out first. Right. And then I would read it if it was okay or whatever. If not, you know. But that's parenting. Absolutely. And that's not our job here at school. No. And um, I did have a conversation with Miss Turner. I, I've Ms. Musgrove Turner. I've got to get her on the show at some point. She is a wealth of knowledge in history. And she asked me how I felt about it. And I think my biggest sadness is the fact that a lot of like history books are being taken away because history will repeat itself. Yes. And the more we take away, the less kids can learn from it. Yes. The easier it's going to be to repeat it. Absolutely. 
and Rome fell. So who's going to say that America won't? Because it could. We could repeat history over and over and over. Absolutely. We're seeing it now. Yeah. Yes. And there's no amount of censoring stuff that's going to make it to where kids don't see or hear things either. Um, it goes back to like, okay, let's let's think of the songs we listened to growing up. Yeah. I listen to them now and I'm like, oh my gosh, the words in there. I had no idea. <laughs> but I was a kid and I right. didn't think you about just, it. it just, you don't. Yeah. Until it, you it, get to that age. And now we're censoring everything. I, I feel like these kids are going to grow up one day and they're going to be mad. They're going to be like, I had no idea that happened or this was there. Or yes. why did they take that away from us? And that's that's the next generation we're raising. It is. It absolutely is. And it's, it's wrong. It's yeah. sad. Do you have any suggestions or ideas, um, anything that we can do to try and help with this is there something we can do as teachers to maybe stop the process, halt the process, help parents understand what books are good? Keep writing to legislation and keep pushing for the laws to be changed. Yeah. This is wrong. Yeah. What are they making you do with those books that you're pulling off the shelves? Right now they're boxed up. I'm waiting on word to find out what I'm supposed to do with them. Wow. Because I don't know. And, uh, I, I was kind of my little active rebellion about it is I labeled on the top of the boxes. I wrote uh, books that I was forced to pull. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was like, I had to have some small active rebellion. Yeah. Because it's like it, it affected like every shelf in my middle school section. Wow. That there's some of them. It's like the shelf is was full and is now cut yeah. in half. Just. Yeah. Have you had any students say anything about the shelves or about no? Books but it's missing? been it's the end of the year too, so they have true. Been, yeah. Right now, my emphasis is on get your library books back. Here. Right, right. Because you need all of them that you can. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wow. Do you think you're going to have students that are going to be upset about certain books? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Had, what was the most eye-opening book that you? Not eye-opening, but what was the most like? why is this being pulled like or sad some of them there was like well frightful mountain was definitely one of like why yeah and there was um miles morales spider-man oh i i didn't never did look up why that one was on the list but mm. i was like they're watching that in the movies oh, and yeah. it's not and playing that video game yeah so i was like why is this yeah, I just, I, I just I don't understand. But Maze Runner, but Hunger Games stayed. Yes, but it's like, wait a minute, we're still with Maze Runner and all. Still got kids killing kids. So Isn't that interesting? That how is it? Wow. And I love both. I've watched the Maze. I didn't watch the movies because they usually don't do a good job. Right. With them. But I've read Book those books. I've read the Hunger Games books. Yeah. Divergent. Mm -hmm. All it, ones I have in my my library. Yeah, I I've read them. So I, some of those I bought. Some of those I, that was, some of it's really what's stabbing me is is like I remember purchasing this. Yeah. I read these. I remember purchasing these for our library. Man, I wonder if it's because the Hunger Games has the buy-in from my generation. 
Probably. Of, like the generation of these parents. Yeah. Like it has the buy-in because they got to see it in movies and they yeah. loved it, you know, which again, book is better. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's what it is, is the buy-in. And if that's the case, then what's to say we don't start teaching these parents what these books are actually about? Maybe making our own commercials about books. Yeah. I remember watching those when I was in school. Is, um, I think it was Reading Rainbow made oh. the the commercials about certain yeah. books. I mean, maybe we just need their buy-in on books. Yeah. Hey, I have an idea. Anybody who wants to make that, I don't have time right now. No. <laughs> but no, anybody no. who wants to make commercials on these books that we're having to get rid of. Because Maze Runner did not do as well as like the Hunger Games no. and stuff. It wasn't as well written. It was still a good book, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. I don't think it was as well written as Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah, well. And I got to say, I wasn't disappointed in the Hunger Games movies either. Like, I think they did pretty well. The first one was good. The other, Krista, she should have just stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Catching Fire was okay. Mockingbird. (laughs) She went off the tracks with that one. I don't know where she she got really weird with that one. Mm. But then I'm I'm so looking forward to Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Oh. Oh, that book was that's the prequel that she came out with. Okay, I haven't read that. Oh, it's really good. It's a read, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's thick. It's really thick, but it's so good. It's actually oh. really, I think it really gives you insight into Cornelius Snow and his background and oh, how he okay. came to be the way he is. And it right. was fabulous. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to pick that one up yeah. for sure. It was really good. So I'm looking forward to that movie. Yeah. I thought it was actually even better than Hunger Games. Wow. Hey, more power to them. I know I, I the Percy Jackson movie was so disappointing. Yes. So disappointing. It had like nothing to do with the book. Nothing. And I really wanted to show the movie here in school so I could show them how bad it was. But a lot of them watched it at home and they were like, Miss Walker, that is not the book. And I was like, you're right. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the new one, hoping that it's it's supposed to be a lot better. Oh, good. Good, because it needs to be. Yeah, because Rick Riordan's had a lot more input into oh, this. Oh, good. And, and I think authors should. Yeah, I mean, they knew what they were seeing. He has said this one is, is going to be good. Good. So I'm looking forward to that Very when nice. it finally comes. Well, thank you so much for being on with me. Absolutely. You are always welcome to come back. We can talk <laughs> just books. Maybe we can oh, yeah. talk about our summer reading. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys, you know where to catch me, uh, all the social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my merchandise line is out on Etsy. And don't forget to check out leavealittlesparkle.info, leavealittlesparkle.info. All right, have a good day. Bye. <laughs>